What was your I was the only one to get away story? Loads of people at a pub in my town that was notorious for not IDing, so I had loads of underage people in there drinking. It was their busiest night of the year and the police raided it. Most people ran out the back and some hopped the fence. The rest tried to hide in the toilets. I just sat there drinking as the police came through the pub, pulling everyone out of the toilets and back inside, IDing them all and taking names and addresses. The people who had jumped the fence decided to stand on the corner just outside to wait for their friends who hadn't been so lucky, they thought. Next thing they knew, the police had come outside and started IDing everyone stood on the corner, like they had inside. Myself and two friends... One of age, the other, like me, not yet 18, had just sat there through the entire incident, drinking our pints and joking on with some of the better-natured cops. They didn't bother IDing anyone who hadn't run, so I was one of the very few friends who got away with it scot-free. This is beautiful. My best friend from college used to say, if you act like you own the place, you own the place. We used to do crazy stuff and no one would say a thing, because we acted like nothing was wrong. I was gambling in Vegas on a Friday with a friend's bachelor party coming up the next day. Playing blackjack, mostly just killing time waiting for dinner, but the table was on fire. It was a full table shortly after I sat down. I played a couple of hours and the table was all up on money, anywhere from $50,000 to $800. The $800 was me. Everyone else was literally up at least ten grand. It's about 20 minutes before I'm supposed to meet up with someone, so I call it and head back to my room so I can shower and change for the night. Head out for dinner and have a good night. The next morning, my buddies call me down to the lobby to meet up. As I get down there, out of sheer coincidence, they're talking to the dealer that was at the table when I left. She says, there he is, and points at me. Friends are like, holy crap. Turns out I was the only one that walked away from that table with a dollar to my name. Someone taught me that the moment the dealer mentions how well you're doing, it's time to quit playing. High school party, one of my first. I was wasted, throwing up in the basement bathroom when the cops arrived. Eventually, they were let inside and stormed into the basement where everyone was hiding loudly with the lights off, with their flashlights beaming down into the dark. I want to say there were at least 30 people rounded up into the living room where they started calling parents. The host of the party saw me sitting on the mantel, having accepted my fate. She knew my dad would literally whoop my butt and sent me out the window. I knocked over the grill on my way out and walked around the back of the house, through a few backyards, and to the neighborhood pool where I cuddled up with some bushes for a few hours. When I saw the last cop finally leave, I sprinted back to the house and knocked on the door to be let in, scaring the crap out of the three survivors. A few dozen people were charged with underage drinking. Big house party. I drank the wrong drink, got rehypnol, went to my car and passed out for the rest of the night. Everyone was on this big deck and it collapsed. Then the cops showed up and acted like total members even though people were injured. I slept in my car through the whole thing. For clarity, it was in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I suspect roofies because I was on my second drink of the night when everything started feeling really weird. I knew something wasn't right, so I decided to go out to my car and sleep it off. I barely remember this. I was informed by a friend the next day why I went out to my car. Smoking up in a truck with some friends of a friend senior year in an empty parking lot of some park. Already high as frick when suddenly the Taco Bell we had gorged on earlier is going berserk in my bowels and holy crap I need a bathroom. I ran or stumbled my way to the public restroom on the other side of the parking lot. I finish, and as I'm about to walk out, I see what looks like red lights illuminating the entrance. I start losing my mind. I know it's cops, and everyone's high as frick. At this point, I knew A, my friends are effed, B, what the frick should I do? I retreated in the furthest stall and texted my parents saying I was crashing at some dude's house. Ended up falling asleep in the stall. 
Woke up the next morning and got another friend to pick me up. Got away, no one ratted me out, and that's how Taco Bell simultaneously destroyed and saved my butt at the same time. Good God, the two exceptions to the substances that are almost entirely negative in their effects on human subjects, Rehypnol and Taco Bell. Consider yourself very lucky and oh my God, I am shooketh. Freshman year of college. I had a group of friends that I'd smoke with. Towards the end of the year, I decided I didn't feel like smoking anymore, and also I had to get clean to apply for summer jobs. By this point, they are getting more and more cocky, and start getting high in this girl's minivan in a campus parking lot. One day, I meet up with these guys to hear that they finally got busted. It's not a surprise to me, because doing that in a car on campus is freaking stupid. And here is the most important lesson, kids. The school brought my friends in and presented them with a list of names. Every single dealer we knew of, even the ones we didn't use, was on that list. My friends were given the choice between expulsion or pointing out the dealers they knew on the list. Cops didn't really care about a few stoners smoking on campus. They cared about the dealers. So if you're thinking about making some extra cash selling illicit substances in college, make sure you're as careful as possible or just don't do it. People will always choose to rat you out when given the choice between that or their expensive college careers. I was on holiday in Bali. A policeman flagged us down as we were waiting at traffic lights on our rented mopeds. I just decided to buzz it through the now green traffic lights. They got pulled and fined a fair amount for driving without a license. I felt a bit crappy afterwards, but they said they would have done the same if they had the balls to. We also had crates of booze, which I didn't want taken off me. In summary, I choose beer over my friends. My first house party in college was on Halloween my freshman year. Naturally, everyone was in costume and about half the people were underage. I wasn't drinking, but my friends were. Around midnight, an older guy, 40s, walked in dressed as a cop. Me, being one of the few sobers at the party, realized he was an actual cop. I tried to convince my friends to leave, but they all said the guy was just in a costume, so I left on my own. I walked right past the cop, told him to have a good night, and walked home. I found out the next day all of my friends got tickets for underage drinking. I was abducted in Iraq while working in IT, along with four other people. After 946 days, I was released. Everyone else taken with me was killed. This is an article I wrote about my experience. That can be found at the forum in the video description, folks. That's uh, a step up from the people here who got in trouble with the cops. I went to a private high school and was part of a group of about 20 people who knew about a tent hidden in the woods behind our school. People would go there and do the deed after school, smoke green herb, and do hood rat crap. Someone got in trouble and ratted out all of us in an attempt to lessen her punishment. Apparently, she was also going to be expelled. On the last day before finals, we all got called down to the detention room and the dean told us that they had found drug paraphernalia and weapons, an airsoft pistol, and made us all write down everything we knew about the tent and who we've seen at the tent. Nineteen people ratted out everyone in that room, including themselves, and were given pretty harsh punishments. Three were expelled, some were suspended into the next year, and the rest got demerits. I wrote down, I have no idea what you're talking about. Wenson talked to the deans and said the same thing and was off the hook. I'm certain my name was on every list, and I'm sure they wanted to nail me, but I denied and I guess they were satisfied with 19 people giving themselves up. My very first college professor gave me advice I remember to this day. First day of English class. Don't record it, don't write it down, and deny, deny, deny. One time, my psychology prof was in a bad mood, so he started asking everyone for their student ID. Rules say you have to show it to a uni official if they ask for it. 
I didn't have mine that day and didn't know what the punishment was, but I knew I wanted none of it, so I tried to get out of it. So what to do? I applied psychology. Before he gets to me, I walk up to him and ask him a question. When he comes around, he just points at me and mutters to himself that he'd already checked me. It wasn't a sure thing. If he'd asked for my ID when I asked the question, I was screwed. It required careful timing to ask the questions before he saw me, so he was already thinking about that by the time he turned to face me. In the end, something like half the class didn't have their ID that day. Turns out, all they do is tell you to carry it. As our friends in the first story pointed out, confidence is everything. Well played, university student. Well played. Years back in high school, my buddy threw a huge party. Unfortunately, not just our usual group showed up. It was well over 100 people. Anyways, I was always on the lookout for cops or shady people. I had my reasons as to how screwed I would be if I got caught drinking. Sports, school, family, scholarships, etc. So the party goes on. More and more people we don't normally hang out with show up. So I grab my buddy and our DD and say, We need to leave now. You can crash at my place. I don't care. Let's go. We hop into his car. That's when I throw a duffel bag of beer drunkenly into his trunk, followed by the sound of tabs popping up and beer spilling. We pull out and drive away. We get a quarter mile down the road before we see four cop cars headed to the house. The party was immediately shut down. Countless tickets written. People kicked off sports teams or clubs. What's funny is this same scenario happened two other times in high school. I left a party before the cops busted everyone and people got tickets the day before graduation. And another time, I left a kickback which ended in the arrests of a few friends. My reputation still holds true. I always leave minutes before the cops arrive. I leave minutes before the cops arrive, said the narc. Only narcs call people narcs, narc. Was at a real big fish concert. We've been following the tour for a while. Undercovers caught my dude rolling a doobie in the car. Then the other dude with us was coming by. I'm throwing as many GTFO, son, looks as I can, but they popped him for having pills when he came by. So everyone I was with, including the dude who owns the car, got arrested. Thousands of miles from home. As the smartest in the group is getting cuffed, he asks the cops to give me his keys and their tickets. So I had a pocket of concert tickets, a car that isn't mine, and like $100. Took the car, bought a couple of hundred bottles of water, and a few 30-packs, and went back to the concert. Sold all the water for a dollar each, most of the beers for like three dollars each except for the fifteen or so I drank, and scalped every ticket for like one hundred and twenty dollars each. Showed up at the jail with a random girl from the concert, kind of a little worse for wear, and bailed all my friends out on ones. Then brought them a hotel room. Can't leave my people behind, man. Turn up in the school washroom with my friends, with the lights off and the music blasting out. People were hanging off the stalls and making as much noise as possible. Teacher comes in and writes our names down. She gets to me and asks, have I already written down your name? To which I say, yes, and walk away. Friends got detention. Apparently someone cracked the mirror in the washroom and no one fessed up, so they all went down together. Drunk with a few friends walking through the docks slash trendy bar area and see an industrial building for recycling plastic with a tantalizingly easy-to-climb roof. We climb up on the roof. Someone reports burglars on the roof, because recycled plastic and trash must be a big target, and cops show up. I casually climb onto a tree that overhangs the roof and quickly pass out, and the cops don't see me. My friends don't rat me out, they get banned for life from a bar in a completely different area of the dock complex, because the cops told them they caught them trying to cut a hole in the roof, slash burgle them all. 
Utter bullcrap, we were stargazing and drunk chatting. Anyway, I woke up a few hours later and asked why they left me up there, and I'm reminded of the whole cop thing and informed they weren't arrested but were banned from a bar. We went to the bar the next day to make a point. High school party. The girl decides to spread her legs and have adult fun with 12 guys in a room. I passed out before my turn happened. They all got chlamydia. One night, quite a few years ago, one of my buddies threw a party with about 50 people. We were mostly all under 21 at the time and had a few other illegal substances as well. Soon enough, the cops showed up. By the time they had opened the doors, I found myself a nice tool bench to hide inside where the opening for the chair was. So this was in the garage and they also had black lights in so it was difficult to see clearly. So the cops started to give people breathalyzers, all the while while I'm crawled up in this little hole for hours. After about two hours, they finally load up the last wagon and I think they pull away. I throw out my legs, which are completely asleep, and right after, I hear the cops starting to head back inside. I crawl back in as they started to take pictures and dump out the alcohol. The best part about this is that with the black lights, the flash from the camera gave better sight of the room. I have a friend that works in the police station that told me you can see me scrunched inside this little area on one of the pictures. The cops apparently weren't even angry, just laughed and said they were somewhat impressed. We've had some pretty lighthearted stuff so far, so I'll just warn you that the next story is a little grimmer. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group The Slayer's Take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow The Reslayer's Take wherever you get your podcast. Podcasts. I'm the only one left from my group of three best friends since third grade. First one hung himself because he was a pain pill addict, and I think the pressure of addiction and owing a lot of people money got to him. Ate a ton of colonopins and hang himself up on his mum's porch with a dog leash. My wife was dating him when I met her, and I always joke about it when people ask how we met. I say she was dating my friend, and I stole her, and when they ask if we're still friends, I get quiet and say, he offed himself. Second one was a smack addict. Wrecked his car bad when he nodded off, and he lived. After getting home from the hospital, he shot up again and nodded off while eating cereal and choked. His mom found him blue in the face. He lived, but is a completely different person who will never be independent again. The third one just died recently. He was the most badass person ever. Had so much fun in a life he loved. He was that dude on your social media you lived vicariously through. Badass chicks every month. Awesome road trips to Mexico one week and Alaska the next. He loved living the biker life. I couldn't even cry when he died because he died doing what he loved. He had literally said to me that he would rather die on his bike than doing anything else. Anyway, this will probably be buried, but it felt good to write. I've been off substances except drink for a while now, and my wife and I are really happy. Glad I made it out of that town alive. Definitely miss my bros, though. We had some great frickin' times. During school, my friends and I sat at the same table. They, and me, had a food fight. However, I sat at the perfect angle to where lunch people couldn't see me throwing food. I didn't get caught, and the rest of my friends had to clean the tables for a week and got detention. Lollapalooza a few years back. Me and my one friend and about ten other random kids were walking around the festival looking for a place to hop the fences and sneak in because none of us bought tickets. We finally find an area where there are only a couple of security guards. There was a dozen of us that hopped this tall fence at the same time. 
Little did we know that the Chicago police security tent for the festival was right where we all hopped the fence. As soon as we hopped the fence, about eight cops came running out of nowhere, and at least half the group is on the ground with security holding them down immediately. The security firm had some athletic jacked types. The cops get the other four kids after about a 15-foot intense dash. I swear kids were getting tackled left and right. These cops and security were literally spearing kids into the ground and shoving their faces in the dirt. It was insane. Me and my one friend make it about another half a block and run into another fence. This time, two cops are chasing us. As we are hurdling the second fence, one grabs my arm and tried pulling me down. I shimmied my way onto the other side. We see one more scalable fence and hop that too. At this point, we realize that we're backstage for M&M, and we head into two porta potties backstage for about 10 minutes to hide out just as the show is starting. We realized that the cops have better things to do and probably quit searching for us. We head up the side stairs to M&M and literally get to the side of the stage. Nothing better than an adrenaline-filled sprint hopping multiple fences and making it on stage with M&M for free. My friend's Southern Comfort Pint didn't fall out of his pocket, so we had that to drink on. Nothing beats being 18 without a care in the world. It was like sneaking into prison. So here's my crazy story. So my freshman year of college, me and a couple of buddies ended up getting a house together. Mistake 1. We would routinely host parties that would become way too out of control to handle. One night, we were having our Halloween bash thing and planned on having maybe 100 to 150 people. So beforehand, we decided to go in on a couple of ounces of green herb and make brownies or smoke until we couldn't see. We ended up getting so high that we forgot we were having people over, as well as the fact that we had made herb brownies. 11pm rolls around and there's a knock on the door. We're all freaking out thinking it's the cops, so nobody went to the door. About two minutes later, someone walks in from the back door, which we had apparently left unlocked. Turns out to be a good friend who's there for the party, along with 20 other people. So they head to the basement to get drinking and whatnot. This literally happens once every five minutes until we have a line out the front door and onto the street. At this point, I'm way too high to want to have anything to do with this, so I'm sitting on the couch watching a documentary on ancient aliens on Netflix. This continues for about two hours uninterrupted until I get a call from a friend of mine saying there are four cop cars headed down my street and that he just turned around. So now I'm freaking out and I head downstairs and shut the music off and turn the lights on, attempting to explain to this crowd of people that there are cops coming and they are going to be very angry and to leave. Of course, nobody listens except the guys with warrants who go sprinting down the alley. As soon as I make it upstairs, I hear my roommate yelling, saying not to answer the door. The police are here. So my first instinct is to try and hide, but then I remember the weed brownies. I grabbed them out of the fridge and darted upstairs as fast as I could to our attic entrance. The way our attic was set up was that it was accessible via what looked like a regular closet door, but was actually frickin' Narnia and that's where I wanted to hide. I get in the attic and we had moving boxes in there, so I made a fort out of them and just kind of sat in there, listening to everything that was going on, eating an entire pan of brownies. Mistake number two. The cops ended up clearing the house after some drunk moron let them in. They gave practically everyone underage a ticket, leaving breathalyzer strips all over the house. They gave so many tickets, I could hear them joking about running out and going back to the cruiser for more. Two of the girls that got underage were actually Norwegian tennis players on scholarships, who also had to get their stomachs pumped. They are no longer playing tennis. After they'd cleared the house of partygoers, they had all of my roommates in the living room yelling at them about how many times they've come out here and about how it always smells like pot. Then I hear at the bottom of the stairs, If there's anybody out there, come up right now! And I'm crapping my pants. Then the footsteps. 
At this moment, I'm literally melting into the floor, drawing parallels between myself and the story of Anne Frank. The cop opens the attic door and shines his light in, but I'm hiding like a damn ninja and probably says to himself, screw that, I'm not going to look that hard. Long story short, all of my roommates ended up spending the night in jail for various illicit substances, drinking and maintaining nuisance or whatever the cops could think of, and I spent my night hiding in the attic which to this day we refer to as Anne Franking. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.